welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. And today's episode is yet another guest episode, but a very special one that I am really excited about. And it's a first for the Turning 30 podcast because even though in the past five years and specifically in the past two years that I have been running this podcast and coming on here to interview different clients and different thought leaders in this space, other people who are, you know, have their turning 30 stories, I've never actually interviewed my own life coach. And this week I'm bringing to you Nicole Oren, who is my personal life coach, my life and business coach, and we are going to be talking all about decisions. Now, I hired Nicole back in July when my business was going through some really big changes and pivots, and I had been on the lookout for a new coach for a while, and I really felt like I needed somebody to really up-level and help me to get to that next stage of my business and also in my life because For me, it's so important that every coach that I work with, even if it's for a specific topic, they can really support me in all the different areas because I love a holistic approach and I think that it's really hard to compartmentalise those different areas of life. And that's exactly what Nicole does. She's not just a business coach, even though she's primarily helping business owners. She's also somebody that really understands how important it is for each person in business, each woman in business to really access their own powers and pave their own path, which is something that I also do with my clients. So when I came across Nicole and we were actually uh, colleagues for a while and, and friends before we started working together, I really felt like it was a good fit and I basically fell in love with her work and decided that I was ready to step up and invest. And you know, I really needed help with decision making. It was something that ironically, even though all day, every day, this is what I'm doing with clients, I'm really helping them to make decisions in their lives. It's always really different when you have to make those decisions for yourself. And it's one of the things I appreciate so much about life coaching is that it helps you to access parts of your mind and even parts of your subconscious that you don't realize that enable you to therefore make more informed decisions and coaching is like a mirror you know you have somebody there to show you your your thoughts to spot the patterns and the beliefs and the narratives that are, are there and that sometimes we can't spot ourselves and I can't remember where I heard this but a life coach once said it in their materials and I've definitely adopted it myself that coaches can show you a third option so when our minds so often work in black and white and you think there's one possibility and then you think that uh, the only other option is something completely different I believe that coaching can really help you find that middle way or that alternative way that we very rarely can come to by ourselves when our mind is so flooded with all of our perceptions and our limiting beliefs so working with Nicole these past three months to break down my own limiting beliefs and to really dive into a different part of my mind has been wow, it's been so confronting. I've really had to dive deep into lots of things that I've been putting off for a while, but I've grown so much as a result of it. And my life looks really different now in only just a few months that we've been working together. 
Now I'm going to do a separate solo podcast episode going into more details about this. So watch this space, but it's really been such an important reminder for me of why coaching is is so life-changing, it's so game-changing. And on that note, before I introduce Nicole, I wanted to let you all know that this week is the week that I'm opening up the last coaching spots for 2022, the last one-on-one spots. I have a small number of spots left for my one-on-one programs. I have two separate programs. I have my business mentorship program, which is the four months. If you are a solopreneur and you are in the stage of your business where you want to really go up to the next level, start making more decisions, get into CEO mindset and let your business make more money and have more clients and start marketing yourself and selling in a more worthy and aligned way, then this is the option for you. It's a mentorship as well as coaching. So as well as me giving you all the coaching tools and skills and helping you to get to those uh, decisions and answers, uh, it's also helping you with the business things, the more practical side of things. And the other spots that I've decided to open, just two spots for the Turning 30 Coaching, which is my general life coaching three-month program for any women who are feeling called for something more. Maybe you want to work on your personal relationship with yourself, or you want to work on friendships, you want to work on your career. You want to basically build confidence and get unstuck. Now, that's a three-month program. And so I'm currently have spots open for both of those different types of one-on-one. If you're not sure which one is relevant for you, then feel free to book in for either of them and we can decide together which will be the next best step. Now I run free initial consultation calls where we meet on Zoom and we see together if it's a good fit. I get to know you and really understand how I can help you with whatever you're going through. So if you're ready to completely change your life and start off 2023 with a different energy, then I invite you to book in a call with me. I've put in the podcast notes the different links to book the initial consultation call, depending on what you would like to work on. And if you have any more questions and you want to know more, then please feel free to reach out to me directly on Instagram. And you can also go and check my Instagram highlights and you can see some uh people who have coached with me before and what they're saying about it and you can see some more details if you need to know more. Now let's get to this week's episode. Let me introduce Nicole. Nicole is a life and business coach for female entrepreneurs who are paving their own path. She works with women at all stages of their business journeys from those who are just starting out to six and seven figure entrepreneurs. She loves working with women who are done listening to what they are supposed to do and are ready to make their own decisions and pave their own path. Hi, Nicole, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. And as I was telling you, you're the guest of honor. So for everyone to know, Nicole is my is my current business coach. So it's a huge deal that she's coming onto the podcast to discuss one of my one of my favorite topics, but also one of the topics that I struggle with the most. And we're going to be diving into how to make decisions. Do do you think that this is a topic that most people struggle with? I think everyone struggles with decision making because if you just look around, like everything we own, everything, if you're a business owner, every every result in your business, every result in your life is just a tangible example of the decisions you either made or didn't make in your life. So yeah, it's a very loaded topic for people. 
Yeah, it's such a loaded topic. And it's so funny because I really think that as a business owner, you have to get really used to and feel very comfortable making big decisions, which is really hard if you don't have support. And I actually, I was going to tell you this before we press play, but I'm going to tell you and and surprise you in in front of everyone on the podcast. But for everyone to know, I've hired Nicole uh, back in August when I was in the middle of making some really big decisions in my business. And I really felt like I needed the support. And Nicole really helped me with changing some big things and making big pivots and and essentially supported me to make some big decisions that were really uncomfortable and I will talk about uh, why and what happened in the podcast today but I wanted to tell you Nicole that actually since hiring you last month and making those big decisions I realized today that September will be my highest revenue month in my business since December 2020. Uh How crazy is that? god okay i have to tell you i'm not surprised like (laughs) you're saying all this stuff about me but i want like all the listeners to really understand like emma is a force like when you decide maybe you have some drama about decision making but when you decide like you go all in on that decision and it's been an honor to just like watch you soar and like step up powerfully through the decisions you've been making so i'm not surprised but i'm really (laughs) really 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 proud of you and inspired by you as well Thank you so much. And yeah, I think it's really been a a reminder for me, you know, as a coach, I know how powerful it is to make big decisions and to quote unquote fail and do things differently than you first expected. And I also really knew, of course, the power of hiring a coach, but sometimes you have to go through these things again and again and again on repeat to really realize. So this summer has been a huge learning curve all over again of, you know, getting that confidence, making those decisions and and hiring a coach again because it had been a few months since I'd had a, uh, a one-on-one coach. So uh, I want to share a little bit more about it, but let's start from the top. And I know that we've already said, and you've already explained why you think uh, decision-making is so hard, but what would you say to somebody who is stuck in that I don't know? So that really uncomfortable position where they really, really want to get out and make a change, whether it be in business or in life. And they're really struggling to make any decision. So they're like paralyzed on the spot. What would you say to that person about what to do next? So first I'd acknowledge the word I don't know, because I don't know is basically like a cock blocker in your brain. So when you say, I don't know, your brain registers, we don't know the answer is not inside of us. And so it doesn't give you any any food for thought to move forward. So the first place I would start is ask, get a little bit curious with yourself. Like, like say, what could be possible? What do I know? Instead of just like believing that sentence that I mean, you talk a lot about thoughts, so like believing that thought, I don't know. It's just something you're telling yourself. It's not necessarily true. Yeah, I'd start there. And do you want me to like teach them like a strategy to do when they don't know like what they can do? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. So like one of the, and I've definitely, I actually did this with you at one point and the best, and I love asking this question is like when someone's like, I really, really don't know what to do. So what's something your clients struggle with, for example? Whether to leave their job, let's say. Are they thinking of wanting to leave a nine to five and do something a little bit more risky? Okay. So they want to leave a nine to five. They think maybe they could leave a nine to five and do something more risky, but they really don't know. 
So the best thing I would have them ask themselves or I would ask them is, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen if you leave your nine to five? What's the worst, 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 worst thing that can happen? And then they usually say something like, well, I leave and then I start this really like risky business plan idea and it's super, it fails and I make no money and blah, 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 blah. And I have them solve for worst case scenario. Mm. So we get to the worst case, we get really detailed, like what's the worst, 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 worst possible thing? And then I say, okay, what would you do? And they actually think of a strategy for how they would get themselves out of it because your brain has a concept of what's possible for you. And what's possible for you, your brain believes is where you are now. So you always have the capability of getting yourself to where you are now. The reason why coaching is so expensive is because we move you past where you are now to what you're here to create. But even if the worst thing were to happen, you can always get yourself back to the baseline of where you are now. And then I ask them, like, what's the best thing that could happen? What's like the blow your mind result that could happen? And like for you, it's like built like I'm sure one of the decisions you made when you left your nine to five and you're here now is that like you blew up your business and so many people are following you and, and, and learning from you. And that's where you are now. That's like you're living your once best case. And it's like this result. And it's like, OK, what if that is possible? Can you open up to that possibility? And if you want the the best case more than you're and you're also willing to solve for the worst case then your answer is go for it. If you don't want the best case, your answer is don't do it. And we had something similar when we spoke about one of your decisions. Do you want to talk about I remember. I remember. Yeah. I remember that you're asking me these questions. And when I was in that, the, the I don't know place, the, and I think I actually came to you, I was like, I just don't know what to do. And I'd been in this space for a while. You just, you're so jaded. Like you said, the, I love that the word that you use that you you cock block yourself because it's so true. But sometimes, and I find this with a lot of my clients, like those words just become words. They're not even real. They're not the truth. They don't represent anything. It's just, it's like um, autopilot. You're completely on autopilot. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. And the first thing that you can do is like you said, to just ask those questions. And those two questions that you asked me were so, so powerful. Because I think that we always just give up before we've started and we don't, we think that the worst case scenario is as bad as like death, really, right. like that's what we think. And we forget of the excitement of the best case scenario. Yeah. So that, that question was really, really powerful for me. And I guess, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll explain in the, uh, what happened with the decision. The one decision that I made that you really helped and guided me with was back in May when I decided to drop a group program right in the middle. It was a really big decision for me. I've actually never spoken about it publicly before. And I was in a, for some context, I was launching my Reclaim group program. I had run it back in uh, October and it was a great success. I absolutely loved the group. I was so excited to run it again. I had worked for months on relaunching it. I'd spent a lot of money investing in the behind the scenes stuff, the website. I I was working really hard to make it all happen. And when it came down to it, something fell off. I didn't feel aligned. And I launched the workshops. I had some free workshops, which I ran and they were actually successful. People came. I love the material. It all should have gone to plan, but something within me like didn't feel good. Mm. And I remember that the day that I really sat with myself and decided to to drop it. This was even before you were coaching me because we were friends before you jumped on a call with me 
and you ask me these big questions. And I guess that the best case scenario and one of those things that you probably guided me to, I don't specifically remember it, was that I didn't run the group and my business still took off anyway. Uh, not took off, but you know, carried on and up leveled anyway. And it did. Like we're yeah. I just want to say like your your highest month for September, it's September 14th, I think. <laughs> like we're halfway through the month and you're already at your highest month. And I know. Like you're living what your best case scenario. And when you open yourself up to the possibility that that could be true to you, true for you, and then you start taking the actions from the place of that belief, it's inevitable that it happens. But I think a lot of people struggle, and I when I say a lot of people, so myself included, to really imagine that that can happen for your brain to go to the good place and to not be stuck in the worst case. Right. And that's why they hire coaches like you and me. Because <laughs> <laughs> of, of course we're wired, like we have a negativity bias. We're wired to stay where we are and find what's wrong and not working. And the, the job of a coach is to show you what could work and what, what do you need to do to actually get there. I think that it's, I just want to remind everyone listening that I'm a coach. I've been a coach for five years. I've done this for a really long time and I still needed help. It wasn't like, oh my God, I have all the answers and now I know and something felt wrong inside. And then it was like, okay, cool. Let me just sit with my journal. And it was like, no, I needed somebody there with me to support me, to hold my hand, to remind me, to help me redirect my brain from that really scary negative place where I thought oh my god that's it if I I was telling myself that if I dropped this group I was going to let so many people down I was going to let my future clients down who were potentially wanting to sign up and weren't going to do it and it would make some me it would mean something about me as a, a business owner and a CEO and even though I've been doing this for however long having somebody else sit there with you is just it's so invaluable I really can't say enough how important it was to get somebody to ask those right questions. I couldn't ask myself. I couldn't couldn't get out of my own head. Yeah, like, again, we're wired this way. So it's, it's, it's almost impossible to reach a place where your mind won't go to the worst case scenario, where your mind won't go to the negative and, and not be stuck in that place because we have, like, I always tell people that, like, we have the same wiring that, like, in the Stone Age people had. And in the Stone Age, whenever people were literally canceled or they would leave, like, the pack what would happen is that person would die and your body has that same fear. When you are thinking about canceling a group, your body believe like doesn't know the difference between canceling a group or leaving the pack in the stone age that alluded to death. And so that fear is very, very, very real. And when you have someone that's not you, that's able to just show you like, okay, like let's step back, let's look at it. Let's look at the other things and you can actually step out of it, but it's almost impossible to do it yourself. Um, in my opinion. Yeah, I, and I obviously agree, and that's what I experienced. But with something that comes up for me, and I think it's something that most people, they think as well, is this concept that there is such a thing as a right and wrong decision. This concept and this belief that I think we're conditioned to have, conditioned to, to believe that if I do this, then it will be right. And if I do the other thing, then it will be wrong. What, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's, of course, like, we think that one decision is right and one decision is wrong. And then we put so much pressure on the decision. But I always like to say, like, there's no such thing as the right or wrong decision. There's the decision that you make right. So, for example, I'm just going to give it like an example. Let's say you dated, like, really the wrong guy. 
and you end up like you even end up with him and you end and all these things if you have the mindset of like every decision i make is ultimately the right decision you can look back on that experience as hard as it probably was to date the wrong person and extract why it was actually the right thing and why it brought you to where you are today and people don't do that what people think ahead of time is like one of these decisions is going to be right one is going to be wrong and if i choose the wrong thing my life's going to be ruined I actually really think that it is a dangerous thought when you think there's something right or wrong, because then it means that you think that everything's already written. And I know that that can sometimes be, you know, what's the word, like contradictory to people who do believe in destiny or who do believe in you know God's plan or the, there's something out there, but it's like very disempowering thought. Because if you think that every decision that you make, that there's almost like, you imagine it like, there's junctions like there's crossroads that you get to in in a path and then one of them is right and one of them is wrong then it's you're basically giving yourself no power in actually changing the way that your life is going to turn out and I think that so many people do that especially actually with with love life decisions of course speaking about dating but also with careers like I think it's a really big thing that we think okay like if I choose this and it's wrong then that's it I've like fucked up and I can never get back onto the path as if it's every decision that I've already made has been labeled right or wrong and in my experience it's just a not healthy way to look at making a decision yeah that's such a brilliant way to put it and even for someone that is a little bit more spiritual and does believe that like things happen for a reason and things are maybe written ahead of time you can still tell yourself that like you have free will within that that even if you choose quote unquote the wrong decision it's always happening for you it was always right for you in that area to get to where you are now it's a tough conversation because I, I am somebody who is spiritual and believes that things like happen for a reason. But I definitely see that when people lean back and stop making decisions altogether, then it can be, it can like really stop you from like moving forward and taking actions completely. You can just go into this like really big gray area of just sitting around and waiting for some job to come and rescue you from your current job that you don't like, or, you know, you're the, uh, white knight to come and rescue you from your living room sofa when you're like waiting for somebody and it's it's not productive yeah I, we actually didn't speak about that like indecision so for example to leave your nine to five um to do something else whenever you don't decide or you tell yourself maybe one day i'll do that but you're not like making a final decision like i'm going all in six months on this job and then i'm gonna leave or whatever when you don't make a decision you're in a place called indecision and when you're in indecision it basically looks like in your brain like wasted real estate because your mind is always like somewhere in the back of your mind it's always like oh should we leave should we not leave and what ends up happening is you're not fully committed in the job that you're in because a part of you is thinking like should we leave should we not leave and if you leave like and then you're not fully committed on any decision you make and that it's just wasting brain space valuable valuable brain space which by the way links to this thing of when you finally make a decision after a long time of going backwards and forwards you all of a sudden start making loads of really dis- decisions it's almost like it like as a domino effect oh, this that. is what happened to me it was like I started to make some really big decisions in my business and then I went into this space of like right I'm just gonna make so many decisions all yeah. at the same time and then that's why it was like okay and I think it was like in the same week I was like I'm gonna hire Nicole I'm gonna freeze my eggs it like, happened very quickly and I've been sitting on that decision whether to freeze my eggs or not for almost two years like I'd have had the test and I've been ready to do it and I just 
was putting it off and delaying it and delaying it. And I was taking up valuable real estate in my brain. I love that analogy. And all of a sudden something shifted and some things pivoted and changed in my business and my personal life. And I was like, right, I'm here. I'm here for it. And then I just sat with myself and I was like, okay, what's going on in this real estate? Is it working? And then I started making those decisions. And I have to say that I'm now one week past finishing the egg freezing. And wow, like those decisions, I didn't realize until afterwards how much brain space it was taking up. I can honestly say now I feel so different to before not because I froze my eggs because now my eggs are in the freezer. Like that's a very nice outcome of it, but more so because I've been umming and ahhing about it for so long. And I didn't realize that it was like really bothering me. Yeah. And it was weighing you down in other areas. And what I love about what you just said is like, you made the decision about coaching and your business and the group, and you made the decision about your eggs and you implemented all of them at the same time. And like, usually what people think is like, oh, I need to make one decision and then I'm only gonna do that and just like leave the other decisions like open in my mind. And Mm -hmm. actually what that creates is like a depletion. And what you did is you kind of dealt with all of them at the same time. And that's why you've also had like really, like you've had a really successful month, the same month you froze your eggs. I know, it's crazy, right? love that that happened for you like it's it just proves to you that you can do this no matter what is happening like in your life and you can do multiple things at the same time like sometimes we tell ourselves like i can't have a business and have a job because those two things conflict like no i can't freeze my eggs and grow my business this month like no you can have both and you can even do it easily yeah yeah it's so true and i feel like this concept of clearing out space in the world of manifestation, you literally call it, you're clearing out space and you're like putting things to the side in order to get to the, to the goal, the thing that you want to manifest. And obviously this is just one phrasing of it in one kind of area of coaching, but I think it's really important to make space in your life physically and emotionally for new things to come in. And I really see that that's what's happening. Yeah. That's like true on so many levels, like on a spiritual level, also like on a scientific level. Like you, if you want something to happen, you have to take strides towards it and invite Mm -hmm. it in and clear the things that are not that out. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we've been talking a lot about me and and I want to hear more about you. (laughs) So I want to ask you, like, can you share some decisions that you've made in your life? You know, it can be anything personal, professional, like some big decisions that you've made and what they were and how you dealt with them. I would love to hear. Yeah. So I was thinking about like my latest decision and my latest like big decision was that I, I'm in this business mastermind. Um, and the event was in Orlando and this has been like a mass for context. Like this has been a mastermind that I've been dreaming about joining for like years and going to the event live was a huge part of how I envisioned my experience would look like. And so basically the event turned out to be the one, the one week my daughter had vacation in the summer. And my husband was just after like, my husband was sick and he was in the hospital. It was like just after that, that point. And I was like, okay, I could go, I could leave them and kind of like screw them over the one week they're both going to be off and just fly to the States. We, like I live in Israel and I'm kind of like fly to the States. It'll be like a total of five, six days and then come back uh, right for school to start or I can stay home and do the event virtually. And I was like stuck in that place. Am I doing that or that? Am I doing that or that? And I wasn't able to find a solution because both both of them felt like shit. Like 
going to America and leaving my daughter the one week she's off felt wrong. And my husband and like kind of telling him like, you know, take off and, and be with her alone. That felt wrong. And doing it for my house felt like just kind of wasted. Like it wasn't the full experience. And when I actually like sat down to make a decision, sometimes the decision is not this or that. It's somewhere in between. And what ended up happening was we I decided to fly to Dubai and I went to like this really awesome hotel and I upgraded our room and I was in this business lounge and I did the event virtually but not from my home that I was like making it mean. Like it wasn't black or white. I created this beautiful space of gray where I flew to Dubai with my family. So when I wasn't in the mastermind, I was also with my family and enjoying my daughter on her one week off. And I created that middle ground. But whenever you're in a place of indecision, it's impossible for you to see that middle ground. It's really important tool that you've just said or an important method because you just said both decisions felt like shit. And I think that that's, something that a lot of people struggle with you know we were talking at the start of the podcast about like the best case scenario and the worst case scenario but what happens when you're faced with a decision when both of them both of the outcomes aren't what you want and I think that this idea of a middle ground of something in between we rarely think of that because our mind is too busy just being like a child childish and immature and being pissed off that two things are annoying and yeah. I've been in that space and just like, oh, this is so bad and and neither is good. And then you play the victim and you're like, oh my God, it's never going to be good again. And then, yeah, like you found another way. How did you get to that? How did it happen? How did it happen? It was just like deciding like, okay, now I'm going to decide. I had it in my calendar, like decide about the mastermind like on that day. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to decide. And I sat down and we had just come back from Dubai, like my husband and I, and I was like, you know what? That could be a really awesome middle ground. Like, why don't why don't we explore this? And you can only do that when you're in, in a place and ready to decide and open to and open to two conflicting things for it to be possible for them to happen at the same time. Because sometimes what people tell themselves is like, I can't do this and that. So then they're believing they can't do this and that. They can't go to the mastermind and be with their daughter. And so their brain isn't open to what what a possibility could look like. So when you open yourself up to the and, when you open yourself up to the black and the white can be possible in the gray zone, what could the gray zone look like? Then you're able to come up with a creative solution. You know, something that you've mentioned a few times here, that is another method when it comes to making decisions is timeframes, is setting deadlines. So can you speak a little bit about what you would recommend for somebody who we could we can even do an example right somebody who wants to leave their job and has been waiting let's say six months plus they know they want to do something else they've maybe been dabbling doing some things on the side and they feel ready to leave but they're still not doing it in terms of time frames what time frames do you think can really be conducive and not restrictive to people to have to make a decision by I think any time frame you decide for yourself that you're willing to commit to. So even if it's another two months that you're going to decide, the decision is not that you're staying in a decision. The decision is that I'm staying in my job for two more months and then I'm leaving or and then I'm making this decision. But that that includes that in those two months, you're going to go all in on your job and you're going to do it like you've, you're in your job. So be there all in. So I don't think there's like a specific time people should stick to but just something that they commit to actually acting on. And what would you say to somebody, and we can just talk about this, it doesn't have to be necessarily like a right or wrong answer, but who makes a deadline for a decision. Let's say, okay, by the end of this year, let's say by the end in 2022, I'm going to, I don't know, 
leave the job or break up with their partner that I'm not sure about. And then that time comes round and then they've still not decided. What can you do? What do you do in that situation? So I think, I think it usually comes from when they decide, like if you decide to stay with someone and decide at the end of the year, if it's right, that insinuates that in the time that you're with them, you're committed to the relationship. And what people do usually is like, I'm going to decide at the end of the year. So I'm going to be like half asset until the end of the year. And I'm saying like, no, if you're deciding to be there even for one more month or one more day, then go all in on that day and then decide. So I would like look at that. Like, did you actually commit to this relationship or this job in the last six months that you were supposed to be deciding? Because that's also a factor. If they were already in that point, I would do the same thing. I would do the worst case, best case and have them actually make a decision more immediately. Yeah. Wow, this is bringing back memories of me in the past making these big decisions. And I used to always set, what's the word, goalposts, like decision goalposts. And then I would move them and move them and move them and move them. And I think just the thing that eventually made me decide in the past when I've been in that space is just really understanding that nothing's changing. That feeling of like, and it happens, I think, with birthdays, obviously turning 30 coach, obsessed with birthdays, but like that feeling of like, oh, like another year's gone by and I'm still in the same position as I was on my last birthday. Or like maybe people have that with like certain holidays or like New Year and things like this. And I think that just sometimes when you delay and delay and delay a decision, you just realize like, oh, right, I'm just in exactly the same place that I was before. And now nothing's happened and my life just looks exactly the same. Yeah, that often happens. I'm sure this happens to you, but like, have you ever gotten like um, someone inquire for coaching and then come back like a couple months or even a year later and they decided no first and then they come back and they're like still in the same space? I get it all the time. And I just want to say something to that, that I really like was reflecting on some clients recently and some stories. I think I was making some content for my Instagram story. And I was like, sometimes those are the clients that like, actually have the biggest changes in the end because they were the ones that were the most stuck so Mm -hmm. I did a story about one of my clients who she'd come to me two years ago and she was in this place where she just could not make a decision and I don't you find that it's ironic because investing in a coach is a big especially if it's a one-on-one coach could be a really big investment financially and and energetically and, and with time and everything And so people come and they're in that really indecisive space already in their life. You know, they can't decide to leave the job, to move out of their family's house, to do all of the things. And then they have to decide about coaching and they don't decide because it's too hard because they're already in that space of indecision. So this specific client, she was really in that place, really like she could not make any decision and she couldn't decide about coaching and she was really in, in a low. And, you know, not surprisingly, three months later, it was the new year was coming up and it was that that had been in September exactly two years ago. And it was now December. And she reached out again and said, hi, we need to speak again. And exactly what you said, she was like, nothing's changed. I'm yeah. exactly the same. And I think it's just so important to recognize that that person then went on and like created crazy change in the last two years her life looks completely different she went from living in her family's house and being in like quite a dysfunctional relationship that wasn't working and she'd been waiting to leave for ages and in a job that was good but not really serving her in the long term she now in that space moved out of her family house bought a new house herself she's like a, a homeowner came out of that relationship 
and then is now doing wild things like considering moving country, becoming a life coach herself, just about to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and has loads of new friends and is just just doing the craziest shit that you could ever even imagine. And that person who she was on the call that couldn't make a decision is like the opposite of who she is now. And I think it's sometimes it's hard to even imagine who that person would be now if you hadn't made that decision if she hadn't just said you know what I'm all in yeah that's that's such a powerful before and after and like really like everyone that's listening like take it like take an inventory of your life like look at everything around you like would you decide to do all these things again are there any open decisions in your mind even something is like I love this podcast I want to I want to like reach out to Emma for coaching like but I'll do it one day I'll do it when this like decide again like just decide yes or no am i going to do this or am i not and just close the loops in your brain because that's the only way for you to move forward like this client of yours the only way she's got into a place where she's bought a home and and climbed the mountain like was because she made all these decisions yeah and also we had we were we were on a coaching call the other night this specific client actually we finished working together we worked together for 10 months and then she we finished and then she came back again so mm-hmm. it signed up for another container because she was wanted to up level even further and do even bigger stuff and we were speaking about her now decision to start training to go to Mount Kilimanjaro and and I was saying we were talking about how when you make these big decisions it doesn't always feel nice and I use the analogy I was like I love the fact that you're climbing a mountain because do you think that you're going to enjoy the climb probably not like you're probably gonna fucking hate every minute of it and be like crying all the way to the top obviously not but it will be a tough thing there'll be times when you want to give up there'll be times when you're like this is the worst decision I've ever made there's times when you'll be like why did I do this and then you'll get to the summit and you'll be like oh now I understand why I had to go through all of that and isn't that just the best analogy for making hard decisions like you just it's not like you make a decision and ah, oh, voila, like that's it. Life's going to be like per- perfection. It's like you make a decision and then sometimes it sucks after and it's really hard and you have to do the uncomfortable things. But in you my opinion, climb. pardon? You have to climb the mountain. Like yeah. no one's going to helicopter you there. Right. And you have to go through the climb and the bad stuff to get to the top to even be able to look back and be like, oh, wow, thank God I made that decision. Yeah. And like, you know what I love about this analogy? It's like, let's say there are two people. There's the person that like actually does helicopter to the mountain, to the mountain. So the person that's just like, like opportune timing and luck, whatever, got their dream job or like found the love of their life and didn't really have to work that hard for that to happen. And then there's the person that like spent, like climbed the mountain, fell down, climbed the mountain again, fell down again harder, but then climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed. Like, I don't know about you, but I want to be the person that climbed, not the person that was like helicoptered there. And I think that's like the whole beauty of coaching because it teaches you to see the climb in that way and teaches you to actually like find beauty in even though like it is really hard and does freaking suck, but there's a lot of beauty along the way in being the person that climbs over the person that just gets there. Oh, I love this. I I tell you why I love it as well, because maybe some people listening would think this and I also immediately went to my head like no but I just want things to land in my lap you know you just want that I want to get on the helicopter like I'm really it's really funny that we're using a climbing analogy because I (laughs) recently back in May had an incident where I was climbing the side of a mountain in Lake Como in Italy with one of my friends who was running up the side of the mountain I was like literally couldn't regulate my breathing and I was like oh my god um and would I say it was worth it when I got to the top and the mountains you climb were freaking epic 
Yeah, not actual physical mountains, not for me. I won't be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro anytime soon. But I think it's really um, my mind instantly went to no, I want to get helicopter to the top. You know, I just want to be there. Like, how great was that? would that be and you have that person that you said who's just lucky and things just kind of align for them and they don't have to do the work but then that person isn't going to live a dream life of no hardships we're always having hardships always you know we say in coaching there's always going to be circumstances and scenarios and things that are difficult and that person will be way less able and equipped to deal with the hardships than the person who actually had to work for it and climb and fail and keep going and all the things they learn along the way and I say this to all my clients, yeah, you know what? Life isn't always going to be perfect, but at least you now have skills that you can keep tackling things and doing things that you didn't know before. Right. It's like rinsing and repeating the process. When you do this for one thing, you can do it for everything. Like, I also want to share, like, for me, the most uh, purposeful parts of my life are the things that I had to go through really big mountains. Like, I perceive to be big mountains. Like, so now I'm married, I have a husband and I have a daughter and I have a business. And like, you can look at that and be like, oh, it's just luck. Or you, if you are me or like knew me all these years, like finding that person, like I had to go through so many like dickheads and so many like hard, hard. And I was like, I took it awfully. Like I had to go through all that and extract all the lessons from all that and keep believing in the possibility of that. And, and I'm so grateful that I did versus being someone that like I used to think like my friends are like five years before me or whatever, like it just happened. And for me, it wasn't that. And having my daughter like going through infertility and now like second time infertility um, and just like kind of like knowing that it's a process and knowing that it's a mountain to climb. Like, I don't know, I've come in my business, like my whole first year in business, I didn't make a dollar and just like showing up and showing up to then like really succeeding and, 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 and getting here. And for me, like I've come to really love the mountain because I know that I love the, like, I know that I am the person that like I created like this. I created like my, I helped my daughter come to fruition. I helped my husband come to my life. I helped my business and what it is today come be what it is because it didn't fall in my lap, because I did the work to get here. And so I don't know anyone that's thinking they don't want to go up the mountain. There is, there could, it is possible for you to actually really enjoy the journey of yeah. the climb. Oh, I love that so, so much. I think it's such an important message. And, and I think really what we're talking about is willingness to fail. You know, that's what the mountain's representing. And I, I actually had it in my notes today to talk to, to you about this as well, because I think that when we're making decisions, we always are putting ourselves in a vulnerable place of potentially failing. And I think as a society, we've become really opposed and risk averse to failure. And, you know, what even is failure? I think it's like a really cheesy coaching to say like, I don't believe in failure. Like it's not a thing. Um, (laughs) Are you, are you one of those people who doesn't believe in failure? No, of course it feels like a failure, um, but you can train yourself to look at it like a success. Yeah. And I think that, it's really hard to have a really full, vibrant life that is aligned and it is, you know, the life that you envision and dream about and that sets your soul on fire and to not make yourself in a position where you can fail. I actually think it's impossible. It's impossible, 100%. You wouldn't be here had you not put yourself in the position over and over and over for the possibility of failure. But for some people failure just feels too big and I think that's the thing that stops them that's the thing that keeps them in the I don't know that keeps them in the comfort zones yeah 
I actually like for someone like that, I have a quick a tip. Increase your failure tolerance like slowly, incrementally. Like you don't need to make that big decision about to leave the guy or to leave the job if you are so risk averse and so afraid of the failure where it shuts you down. But make decisions like in your everyday and like put yourself at the risk of failure like one one decision at a time, even in the small things. Like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think like what restaurant to go to or like getting or walking, like just making small decisions in your everyday and, and exposing yourself to failure in small ways, like creating a post that makes you want to die, but just posting it. And then you'll get to the place where you'll, you'll be able to make those big decisions and it won't feel as scary. It's so funny that you just said this because I'm just in the uh, process of finalizing the content for my business program that I'm about to launch. And it's actually probably when this is ad has already launched. And one of the methods that I speak about in it is called FIAT, like F-I-A-T, like the car. And it's fuck it and try. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's so many times people come and it's like, should I do this or should I do this? Especially when it comes to, let's say, social media, Instagram, posting, marketing yourself, selling yourself, making offers. And it's so, so many of us. And I've been in that space before for years. And I'm sure you have as well. But it's like, what if it doesn't work? And you get really caught in that loop of being nervous to put yourself out there and expose yourself. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck it and try. What is the worst thing that's going to happen? And it's like a new method that I want all of my clients to really embody and to go out and do because it's actually what's got me where I am today in my business. And it's it's really simple. It's just basically, I guess it's another version of feel the fear and do it anyway, but with more broken down steps, if you actually come into the group program. And I think it's the a key method to actually creating success. Yeah. And you know what I love about it being in a group, like the fact that you're offering it in a group is we're fucking it and trying together. Mm. Like we're all going through this together and we're trying and we're failing. And like, just that, like thinking that about that community aspect that you're building makes it like the, the fiat, the fuck it and try so much more valuable. Is there anything else that we haven't covered? I think in my notes, we've covered everything that I wanted to. Is there anything else about decision-making or failure or even coaching that you wanted to bring to the conversation? I just want to say one thing. Actually, there is a wrong decision and the wrong decision is just not deciding. So go decide. I agree. I think that we sometimes forget that by not deciding every day, we're making a decision. And I think that we think that if we're not deciding, we're just like nothing's happening, but it is. You're deciding not to do anything. Yeah. Brilliant. Love it. Okay. So where can people find out more about you and your amazing coaching and your amazing new podcast? share with us all the things yeah so you can find me on the pave your path podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts on any platform um on instagram at nicole Oren coaching and those are kind of the two places i hang out amazing well honestly guest of honor coming on and having such a powerful conversation and you have honestly transformed me and my life and my business in the past few months that we've been working together so thank you so much and i will see everybody on the podcast next week Thank you.